Hello everybody and welcome to the to-do list. Today we are going to be talking about one wonderful city and that is London. Yes, so we both went though at separate times. So this is our individual experiences and they're very different. I will say that. But London is fantastic. I would love to go back. I think it's a city that everybody should have on their to-do list. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the individual things that we saw while we were there. Were they worth it? Were they not? Would we see them again? What would we see next? And with that, here we go. Hi, this is Noah. Hey, it's Kimberly, and this is the, the To Do List. We're here, babies. Not a special edition. <laughs> a, I know. Finally, we got the season rolling. <laughs> Thomas, we're here, and we, you know, we're we're going. To a specific destination because it's been a while it's been a while and this is something that a trip that we both did but we did separately and the thing is this actually is one of mine like first it was you know it was one of my first trips that i took overseas and besides canada but canada's not overseas it's still north america different countries still north america and, and this is my most recent so yeah we're so book it's, it's kind of weird so it's been a while for me but um you know what i think it's a good one i think people don't always understand wait we don't travel enough or americans no just americans in general we okay. do but i, I was gonna in say general, no i'm saying in general people say um part of it's the u.s is ginormous it's huge so sometimes people feel like ah maybe it's just better you know or easier to stay here especially if you've limited vacation time which we do here in the u.s because yeah <laughs> so that's why but if you are looking for a trip that's easy and that the culture is very similar the language though the accents can be tricky <laughs> depending where you go in england spoiler in london um it's the same language very similar-ish culture and you know it won't be as big of a cultural shock for your first trip if like maybe you went to the Faroe Islands or something, you know? I, I'm giving you that look because I'm like, eh, we're similar in culture. We don't have a queen. It's not that, but it's similar. I mean, I hate those guys. They're quiet all day until we tape. So they know. Um, no, we don't. But we're originally a colony of Britain, and so our culture is very similar. We speak the same language. It's, you know, it's, it's easy. I think for most Americans... Because it's like, what, a five and a half, six hour flight? It's really easy. It's right there. The only thing you have to be careful about... That's from the East Coast. ...is the driving. Yes, from the East Coast, true. I'm sorry, I'm being New York-centric. You very much are, I'm sorry to discriminate, but just remember that they drive on the opposite side of the road because my friend almost got squashed by a double-decker bus, and they have signs on the ground that say, look, and they have an arrow pointing because of people, I guess. I got it down. But my friend almost, you know, was no longer... I think longer. now they've expanded it to say, look right. It, it said that there, too. Oh, yeah. you said look and arrow. I, I, think said look I right. don't even remember. I just remember her almost getting killed, and I grabbed her, and they honked and pulled her back. She lived. I feel like if it's your first trip, it's just an easy one. You know, I'm not the go, one you have to convince. It's the listeners you need to convince. Like, it's like, I'm going to go to Romania, and you're like, I don't speak any of this language, and I'm confused, you know? Or I'm going to go to Korea, and you're like, whoa, it's completely different. It's London. That it's like New York City. In that, there's always something new to do. 
You know what I mean? It's it's constantly changing. There's always new things to do, new, new shows, new whatever. That's why I kind of like London, is I don't think it would ever get boring. It's like New York City in that way. But that's me. Some of the highlights, I guess we'll say, of going to London, for those of you who have not been, for those of you who have been and are, are uh, thinking in your head, oh, what did I miss most about my journey there? Yeah, actually, that's a good question. What, yeah. what was the thing you missed most or what was the thing you enjoyed the most about your trip to London since it's been such a long time? It's not been that long. Longer but, than mine. You know, right, but what do you mean? Like, what I missed out on that I wanted no, to do? No, meaning what oh. was, oh, I'm glad I did this. I miss this. I, I wish I had more of this in my life. If I lived here, I'd do this like more often. You know than what it once in my life. You know what it is. I think it's kind of like New York City in that it wasn't so much the destination. I know it sounds so corny, but it, because when you watch movies or TV shows set in certain cities like New York City, when you're walking around, even to this day, and I've lived here a while, when I walk around and I go past Radio City Hall or. Um, Empire State Building, every once in a while I'll just stop and go, oh my gosh, I live in New York City. It still kind of strikes me. And then I'll see it on TV, I go, oh, I used to temp up the road from there. Stuff like that. That's what I liked about London, was actually walking around and seeing the architecture and then seeing Parliament and all the famous structures and um, the Tower Bridge, which everybody thinks is the London Bridge. It is not. It is the, the pretty one that everybody sees on postcards is the Tower Bridge. And the London Bridge is very simple in its form. But I think that was my favorite part of London was just going to all the places that I had seen on TV and stuff and kind of just enjoying walking around and experience London. Part of it was I was dirt poor at that time, but that was a big part. Fun fact about the Tower Bridge, since you brought it up, is that is the capital's only bridge downriver of the London Bridge. So actually, it's it's you know since most people think it's the London Bridge, but it's actually the yeah. Tower Bridge. It's actually the only one downriver, it's and it's also one of the newest because they began construction of it on it in 1886. So there's some fun facts about Tower Bridge. It's you neat. can go up it. I did not when I was there. I did enjoy it though. It's they beautiful. they light it up at night, and that was nice. So yes, I understand what you're saying about walking around. The thing that um, I felt I had to do just because I was a theater, I am a theater nerd, but I was theater nerdy nerds. about going there in that <laughs> the timeliness of this is very serendipitous given that uh, Sweeney Todd is currently having a revival on Broadway um, with Josh Groban and Annalee Ashford that I, uh, when I went there, I sought out Fleet Street, and there's actually a barber there who calls himself the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, and it's below ground. And wow. It was, it was. I just like, I, I have to seek out Fleet Street. I'm, I'm going to London. I have to see Fleet Street. Did he kill and anyone? I didn't. No. Well, I didn't expect there to. I was curious if there'd be an actual barber or actual like. Were there meat pies near there? No, I didn't see any meat pies. <laughs> okay. um, actual homage to the actual writing. But then when I stumbled across it, I'm like, I wonder how much business he gets off this and this alone. Or if people are intimidated. Because I don't know that I'd want to go, hypothetically speaking, to a demon barber. But that being said, other than New York, I do believe London's theater scene, not only as far as straight plays, but also musical mm -hmm. rivals New York. I yeah. think that's probably the capital that we would give the most credit to. Not even simply because of Shakespeare, but just because of the breadth of the works being presented on the West End. So since I went there, I felt I had to 
go to a show. I had to. Mm -hmm. And so what what I did is I went to Leicester Square. I think I pronounced that correctly. Just because there are certain times they don't pronounce certain letters. So it's spelled <laughs> L-E-I-C-E-S-T-E-R Square. So I'd say Leicester Square. Leicester. I want to say. Square, which had a TKTS. So you can get day of tickets at a discounted rate. And they had many of the shows I'd seen before, seen in the United States. They had Les Miserables. They had... It's still uh, running there? It's running there. Wow. They had Hamilton. They had Cabaret. They had Pretty Woman. That's still running there. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, but what I chose <laughs> to see <laughs> is a show that I had not seen in the United States or uh, actually either on Broadway, off Broadway. Actually, it's never been on Broadway. Off Broadway or anywhere in the United States. And I chose to see Heathers, mm. which... For me, I had I, I enjoy the music. I know the music. I know the storyline. So I, I had wanted to see it live. Um, I, I'm glad I went. I enjoyed it for different reasons. What was striking to me is when uh, they, there's an American... It's set in American high school, and they're doing American accents, and then the word M-A-S-C-A-R-A -A is mascara, is how I... If I'm remembering it correctly, that's how she said it. Because it's mascara. No American would ever say mascara. Yeah, I was like, what are you Mus saying? Mascara. Yeah. I, I'm trying to yeah. relive it in my head. No, I was also struck it. by, I didn't get a Playbill or program, which, fine. Oh, wow. You could buy one. Uh, one of those souvenir type ones. Oh, for, you're supposed to get one for free. Yeah, that... that All right, Weston. We're not going to push our yeah, but that New York agenda on you. might only be that theater. I don't know that that's consistent because that was the only show I saw in London because mm -hmm. it was a quick jaunt, shall we say, so I was very purposeful in my choices. Um, I also found it interesting to see the crowd was pretty young. So that's a, a contrast, but it might have been the material. Right. Because Heather's, but ironically enough, Heather's the movie is pretty, um, it's been a while out there. Yeah. So I'm surprised the audience was uh, being uh, embraced so wholeheartedly by such a young crowd. And some of them were actually dressed, and the audience were dressed as Heather's. They actually had the outfits and the colors and the, the socks. I always so wear red. So. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm glad I went. Uh, I uh, there were some things that I found different from the, uh, the lyrics. I do know the original uh, when it was presented in the United States. I do know the original score well enough to script well enough to know when they changed lyrics. And there were lyrics changed in a way I thought they were trying to be like nicer and less offensive because it wasn't really a, a language thing because it's the the show is set in the United States. So anyway, the West End. Well, that's one of the things that I I embraced going to London because I feel like it's something if you it's like going to New York and not going to Absolutely. Broadway it's something you gotta do and it's something that I wish I had done but again I was really poor like I didn't ha I mean I didn't have like the job I have now I was an actor at that point and that means no money because uh, <laughs> that's what I was going for and it's funny because I just remember eating a lot of fish burgers at McDonald's for every meal because except so, for dinner you can't really speak to the cuisine then can no you? no i can i can because we had for dinner we would have a real meal it was just crazy but you know we'd ha at our hotel we'd have the breakfast and then we'd have like a fish burger because it was so poor it was so stupid so i couldn't see the west end if i were to go back because i you know i've traveled to many places since i would definitely go see a couple shows i think um musical or play I prefer musicals. I, I hate saying this. I think there's a difference. Um, uh, maybe I, I, I will go there. I just feel that um, when it comes to plays, sometimes the um, 
the Brits tend to be a little bit stronger with that and we tend to be uh, specialized in more musical theater in my opinion maybe that's just me yeah I, I I feel like Americans in general just tend to have a different vocal technique and maybe it's an American thing that I prefer better than um, sometimes with the Brits technique but that's just me um, but I you know I would never see Shakespeare would you ever see a show oh there was one there not that, that I'm sure there's good Shakespearean actors here in New York but I just feel like the Brits if you're in England it's just you know you kind of have to yeah uh, there was one show that I saw on the TKTS board that I was like, oh, I should see that. It was called Mousetrap. Did uh, you ever see that show? I, I did that show. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I did that Are you, show. It's been running. Uh, apparently, it's been running on the West End. It's been running but for a long It has. It's been running a long time. And I won't ruin it for you like I have for some people to be a jerk. I won't. I, I know somebody who did I know who did I it. I know who did Let's it because say. I did the show. Well, no. she, actually, truth be told, you told me who did it. So I here. <laughs> I think I actually messaged you. Didn't I message you a picture of the advertisement uh, for that show? No, yeah, I think you did. I, think I, did. I was like, oh no, it just it gave me PTSD. That production was not very good. Um, but, but well, she's not speaking about the West End. No, production. not the she's West End production. Yes. My production yes. that I was in. Yes. In but, case you would like to know, I was Molly. For those inquiring minds, <laughs> you were just dying I, to know. I knew who did it because Camberley did ruin it for me. <laughs> it's all right because even if she hadn't ruined it for me, I don't know the murder mystery is my thing. It's not my thing so, either. So yeah, I just wanted to work. <laughs> so sometimes you I just know. take. No, I respect it. Cuisine. But, um, Do you have anything to say about cuisine? In cuisine. The you know, it's interesting. Because you talked about because, those fish burgers. Those must well, have been Well, those were at McDonald's, so that's oh. just general. I know <laughs> I, I was poor and hungry, so the things we do when yeah. we're young and, and, and desperate. Um, I feel that's so, how Sweeney's Todd started, too. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's if you're in London, I have to say try Indian cuisine, because Indian cuisine, because there's a big Indian population, is absolutely fantastic. And I think we went to Piccadilly... Uh, to, to get circus, circus yeah. to get some there because there was really good ones there but it's all over the city just read the reviews but it was really really good just oh in general in like the UK and Ireland there's amazing Indian food so go check it out so I recommend that um, had falafel here's the thing I didn't have a lot of the local cuisine as far as English food no fish and chips for you uh, and uh, my friend yes Angie did, and she um, it had fish scales on it, which oh. you're supposed to remove. It was just, it was bizarre. Was it, I'm sorry, so I did research certain locations that were, like, apparently it's not something that's so prevalent anymore, because it's a stereotype they do it mainly for tourists, yada, yada, yeah. yada. That being said, there were certain places that I was, that I had read about that were supposed to be very good fish and chips. So, the one that your friend had, Angie, yeah. was that sought out, or was that when you just stumbled upon it? Or you don't she just wanted some, um, and I think I had some too. In the it, it was okay. I'm, I'm, it was okay. I just feel like the fish and chip in Iceland was better. Okay, the one in Iceland was amazing. I would, it was near the opera. <laughs> I, was, yes. I would almost go back just to see if it was there. It was so good. Um, but um, I had the breakfast there. It's very similar, kind of to an American. Did you have it to an American breakfast where it's no. uh, the, it, it, it's a trip in that they have mushrooms on the plate in the breakfast and then um, a stewed huge tomato and I just don't do that I don't like tomatoes so it threw me off and there's baked beans and blood sausage and stuff it was a trip it, it, if somebody just need a lot of meat it was pretty intense but that, I didn't really have a lot of experience with too much except for the breakfast and I actually that was actually 
similar in some ways to my experience in that I was not necessarily too cuisine heavy. I wasn't even too liquor heavy in that my whole goal was trying to, I had kind of a checklist of things I wanted to see, but I also wanted to see a lot of sites throughout the city. My culinary, I would say, experience was focused on a specific location that is no longer here in the United States. So I sought out a chocolatier by the name of Hotel Chocolate. Oh, yeah. And so they actually have a multitude of locations around London, but we no longer have it in the United States. So I went there so because sad. they do have some good chocolate, I'm not going to lie. And so I, I picked some up. I got some for myself, but I did get some for Camberley because I felt she wanted some. Do, do you have anything to say about Hotel Chocolate? We a few locations here in New York City, and then the pandemic kind of hurt the business, of course, and so here we are. And so I was happy because they had these. They didn't have them there, though, the chili chocolates. Mm, they might have, but I had to make choices. Okay, I thought they didn't because I don't think spicy food is really, most Brits love it as much as Americans, but they have some delicious flavors. The I was trying to get you really good. an assortment, a seasonal one, and then so there were good. those gingerbread. Yes, the, the cinnamon, gingerbread, I think, cinnamon guys, gingerbread guys. So good, so good. I, 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 they're trying to find a way to bring it back here in the U.S. Uh, I will say that chocolatiers in, I will say Great Britain, but Europe in general, mm -hmm. we tend we, meaning Camberley and I, tend to load up a little bit on chocolate when we go over there because the quality of the chocolate there is very good. So yeah. I'm not saying that anybody going to London will have to go to Hotel Chocolat, but no. Hotel Chocolat does have some quality goods. I just feel in general that's the one thing that I did love about um, London was that the pastries are so much better than the U.S., I'll say it, in that they don't use, they use better quality products and they don't use as much sugar, so it's just better quality and so the bread products oh my gosh Cadbury there is just so wonderful I know it's just a kind of more of a generic everyday brand but it's just so good it's so good in comparison to American like store-bought chocolate so pack up your suitcase with that stuff pack it up but I did do more than that um, so one of the places that was really big because I'm really big into Tudor history love Tudor history I think a lot of people do it's very fascinating um it was I was like look to my friend I'm like I've got to go to the Tower of London I'm like this is what I've got to do uh, this is such a big deal to me and so, uh, what is that that's me okay good because Why? I didn't go to the Tower of London oh well I mean look historically it is quite amazing um it, it really there's such a history there and a very dark history um and so it is worth reading about if you haven't and going there. Um, I will say this. <laughs> the, the, the pound is usually very strong in comparison to the American dollar, especially when I went. And yeah. so... It wasn't overwhelming when I went, so... It was pretty so. bad when I went. And um, Tower of London was really expensive. Uh, that's what it, you It's ask. one of those things that is just, if you have a family, it is really going to take you out financially. Well, you had said it's worth reading about if you're into Tudor history and such. I was going to ask you if the Tower of London was worth the money, worth the investment financially. At the oh. time, it was, it was um, a lot for me. And the thing is, you pay this high price, but they don't even give you those headphones uh -huh. to walk around with. That's an additional amount of money, and it's expensive. So we were really frustrated, and there was a lot of people who were not from London who were there, tourists. And they were getting frustrated, too. They go, if you're charging this price, you know, come on. Um, look, it is very cool. It has, like... 
Tudor history, of course. It shows like the outfits that people wore, like King Henry VIII's armor, you know, Queen Elizabeth I, some of the costumes. It's not costumes, but what she wore. It, it's very cool. It's very cool in that way. They <laughs> there's a toilet that used to, where they used to go, and it's still there because it was a functioning. You know, it was for real. It was the Tower of London. This isn't like a fake created thing. And so they showed like a toilet that's like on the third story and what would happen is like there was a bucket underneath and it would just go down the chute and then somebody would carry it out a few times a day to clean it. Oh. Historically, not now. Not now. No, but they would they be an this for you? No, you could sit on it. They put a board on it. So of course I have pictures of me sitting on it. But they wouldn't like throughout the day like pour stuff down that little No, chute. no. Because that no. would be cool. They, they don't want to have to clean it out anymore because it, it's a three-story drop. They have employees. It's just, I a, mean, you want to talk about splash zone. I mean, <laughs> back in the day. They're getting paid, so I mean. That was their job. That was their job. But um, yeah, that was, that was a favorite of mine. Um... They do have reenactments. I'm not a huge fan of reenactments. God bless. I'm not. And and it's when they have actors. And look, we've we've all been in desperate situations I've never as performers. Nope. <laughs> where we will do jobs nope. that we wouldn't normally do. Nope. And these were actors running around reenacting certain historic scenes from Tudor history, and it's just not great. Was there a beheading? There was no beheading. Because that would have been an interesting That, that would have been intense. I'd like to see how they're going to pull that off and let the actor live. You know what I mean? Like, That's intense. There was not. Though they do have the place where Anne Boleyn was beheaded and all there is is like a little plaque that goes, Anne Boleyn was beheaded here. And you're like, oh, well, that's a little... Thank you for sharing. I know. It's like, gosh, alrighty then. But um, things like that. They have magpies there that are uh, very famous for the Tower of London. And they you know, clip their wings, which is kind of sad, so they can't fly. It makes me a little sad, but whatever. Um, I know. I just noticed that, and I was like, oh, this is sad. But whatever. I mean, what am I going to say? So, you know, it's interesting. Um, they also have the, the jewels there, the royal jewels. It's a separate room. Uh-huh. And this I found a little bit frustrating, because uh. the ticket's really expensive. And then... There's these jewels area, and you have to, it's like um, a conveyor belt, so they're basically like, get ready, and it's crowded anyway, because everybody wants to go there. You can't even walk through the room. You have to go in a conveyor belt, and they basically, like, goes, and, like, pushes you really quickly through. So you got to have your cameras ready to take pictures, and they're blurry, and it's just, it was interesting. People were really upset because the line was long. It is cool, it's beautiful, but it's just, um, Yeah. It was it was it was a little frustrating in my opinion. So if you really love Tudor history, I do encourage it. I don't. I'm not disappointed per se fully, but I felt like it was very expensive, and especially because I was I was poor at the time. Maybe it left a little bit. Of so I looked up what it is today. <laughs> yeah. How much is expensive today? I, I don't know. Okay, so in pounds, it's thirty-three point six pounds. That's insane. Which given the current exchange rate in American dollars, that'd be $42.35. That's ridiculous. $42.35. And that doesn't even count that sound thing. That is absolutely ridiculous, people. It's just ridiculous. So, I don't know that you really answered the question, was it worth it? Or is it worth it? Not at that price. No. (laughs) That's ridiculous. No, it's not that. I guess that's what I was frustrated about, is that I really feel, I understand it's the history and all that, but I really feel like it's just too 
too much. I, I think too much. Oh, too much. I, I would do twenty-five to twenty-eight. That's what I was gonna ask. Basically, how much is worth for what you get? Now, if you got the little sound thingy, that and that's American dollars, twenty-five to twenty-eight American. Yeah, you're just clarifying for those um, people in Great yeah. Britain listening. So, they, if we have people who represent the Tower of London listening, so yeah, and, and I think it's, it's too expensive. Yeah, you know, there's a lot to see. If but you no. get the sound, the earbud that basically no. tells you, then is it worth more? No. Oh, really? To me, no. Twenty-five to twenty-eight, including the earbud. That's ridiculous. Wow. I got okay. into the Coliseum for like eighteen bucks. I mean, come on. American, that is. American. Not in, yes. Sorry. Not USD. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's a bit much. In my opinion, it's just a bit much. Maybe they want to make it expensive so it's not overly crowded and it's a historic site and they don't want things to get ruined. But honestly, <laughs> I just think they're money grabbing a little bit. It's okay. We do it here in New York City. Too. Oh, please. Absolutely. Like going to Empire building. State Building is the biggest ripoff. I'm sorry. I mean, so just know people of London, I trust me. I get it. I get it. We have a lot of ripoffs just, here in New York City. Like, we, trust me. We do. It's just a matter of, is it worth it? Some ripoffs, we're like, meh. We get over it more. Some are like, no, we're angry. Mm-hmm. And I'm not rank, asking you to rank your level of anger. What I will say is, I did I skipped the Tower of London. <laughs> and the reason why is I think that Camberley was more um, interested mm-hmm. in British history, A, or Tudor history specifically. Yep. But I feel as though because she had mentioned to me the conveyor belt, the crown, <laughs> the jewels, I, I felt the, as, and the money, the money, the cost, <laughs> you'd mentioned all of that. Yeah. And this was a quick trip for me. So I, 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 I chose to skip it. I chose to skip it. Yeah. Do I regret it? I'm going to talk about something else that left an impression on me. <laughs> something else that left an impression on me because of the time I went uh, was what I'll call pomp and circumstance yep. or the extravagance of British culture. I was actually, I landed, I didn't even know when I got there that it was actually Remembrance Sunday when uh-huh. I landed there. It's um, basically the peace treaty was signed in 1918 on 11-11, but on the appropriate Sunday of the given year, they celebrate. And what actually impressed me is, uh, remember, given, they do honor uh, people for not just that conflict, but multiple conflicts. But there were the turnout, there was a parade, huge turnout down by Big Ben um, and the statue of Winston Churchill. Mm-hmm. It, it was, uh, to me, the amount of respect shown to the people in the military and the people who are protecting uh, the United Kingdom was just very impressive. Also, what impressed me when I talk about pomp and circumstance or extravagance, I did not know this, but uh, November 14th is the King's birthday. Now, I, I, at the time, changed through me a little bit, and I wasn't planning. I really, I swear, I was not planning on seeing Changing of the Guard. The Changing of the Guard, oh, really, yeah. it's, it's one you of those... You kind of have to. Yeah, I you kind of have to, but you I'm like... I wasn't planning on it. Actually, I walked by, because the, the, I will say, Buckingham Palace was not too far from my hotel. Mm-hmm. So I was planning on walking to Hyde Park. and Well, actually, I was planning on going to the National Gallery, but at the time, I, I got up way too early. So I was like, okay, I got some hours to kill. Mm-hmm. Let me go to Hyde Park. So I was going there, and then as I was going, there was Tina, and Tina's from Manchester. She pulled me and said, oh, you have to see, you have to see the change of the card today. Good for Tina. Because it's the King's birthday. Oh. Apparently, and I noticed, like, reporters and such earlier, I, I, so the changing of the guard was a little bit different that day. It was the king's first birthday as king, mm-hmm. if that makes oh, sense. Wow. Yeah. So I, I stumbled into that. I, I don't know that I would have sought it out. I didn't, I'm sorry, I am American and I don't watch when King Charles's birthday is. Yeah. So I wasn't clocking that and I really wasn't even aware. So 
now I know. And thank you, Tina from Manchester. So she, we watched, and then afterwards, she says, oh, we need to cross the street because they had the the uh, horses mm -hmm. come out, and they were actually going to do a uh, salute with cannons. So oh. she left the changing of the guard early, even though there was a band, music, and it was, it was more of a to-do than it traditionally was. Yep. She crossed the street and says, oh, there's going to be dignitaries at the... Uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to slip into the yeah, accent. So that was, <laughs> that was... Okay. Yeah. That, so she... Tina said that I had to go across the street to see the cannons. There's going to be dignitaries there and some some important people. Mm -hmm. So I had to go up there. And it's hard for me not to slip in that. I will say that. I know. Going to Great Britain, yes, we as Americans do have a different accent. I wasn't trying... I mean, oftentimes, Camberley and I, when we've traveled together, we've been mistaken for not being American. I don't know what it is we're doing. Can't but, do that in London. Ah! <laughs> as soon as we open we mouth, no. we can't. I don't... I was before, actually, no, but as soon as you open your mouth, they know. Actually, no. Somebody did ask me if I'm from... Where did they ask me if I'm from? I think maybe Tina asked me if I'm from Australia. I don't remember where Tina asked me where I was from. Huh. But a few people asked me, and I wasn't clocked as American. Uh, and that's actually... So it did continue, that trend of not being um, perceived as being American. So... That being said, and the reason why I mentioned this is because when I was relaying to you, the listeners, what Tina had said to me, I almost slipped into the accent. And the reason why is, when I got there, yeah, I've heard a British accent. I'm not really good at accents. But what threw me is, I was very aware, keenly aware, dare, dare I say, of my R's. Because yeah. they say America's like R, 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 R. Yeah. And whenever I was saying a word, I was very aware of it. I can easily drop the R. I can easily, like... It's strange, because I add some, it elsewhere. Could I have some water? I could easily say Wata. They remove ours, but they put them like no. On my name, Nowhere. they call me Nowhere. They call him Nowhere, but then it disappears from water. It's fine. And then, well, and then actually, <laughs> the, the Cockney accent, I was actually shocked to hear it on some people because oh, it did sure. come out to play. So it was just very, I was just very, and that's what I will say as an American traveling to Great Britain, I was very aware of both my accent mm -hmm. and the accents of those around me. Yes. If that makes sense. I didn't have any trouble communicating, and I, I even when. I don't think I hide my American accent, but even when I was speaking, they kind of didn't perceive me as American, so I don't know what they think a traditional American accent sounds like. Actually, yeah, that's interesting. When I checked into my hotel, and they have my, like, they have my mailing address right there at the hotel, when I checked into the hotel, they asked me, oh, are you traveling from somewhere else in England? And I said, no, I just came here. Oh, no, sorry, are you from somewhere else in England? Not are you traveling from, are you from? So I'm like, where do you think I'm from? Is what I was thinking. But that being said, I don't know that he was originally uh, British, uh, the person checking me in. Okay, because when sense? I was there, they told me I had a standard American accent. Right. Like, people that would speak to me. Like, oh, yeah, standard so, American. All of that that accent diatribe, sorry, it was it was tempting, and as an American, I think one would be aware of both their own accent and the accent of those speaking to them, mm. but the reason why it came out is because of the pomp and circumstance, whether it be the changing of the guard, the king's first birthday, or um, whether it be Remembrance Sunday, it was uh, very, I will say, uh, the... British do a good job of putting on a show. They do. They I mean, do. if you haven't seen that, like, I'm sure you can see yeah, video clips of the coronation, yeah, of yeah. weddings, they, the, the royal, not only the royal family, the British in general, yeah. do a good job of um, pay, paying homage to important days. Important they do. Events. They do. And they say cheers a lot. It's not a lie. And sometimes <laughs> they would say to me, and I didn't even know why it was being used, because I don't understand the magic of cheers. Like, yeah. Well, you do. I you do, have liquor in your hand. But, I mean, it's just like sometimes I would buy something and they go, cheers. And I'm like, thank you. I mean, like, I, I, I just, I guess it's 
like kind of mahalo in Hawaiian. It just kind of represents a lot of different things. But talking of cheers, <laughs> this is what I'm not talking say. about a bar. No, I am. Oh. What you do have to do, there is another cultural thing I will list. But what you do have to do when you're in London, unless you're not a drinker, is is if you go with a friend, pub crawl. Okay, I did a pub crawl with my friend, and I'm like, okay, let's do this, and it, it was it was wild, especially two females. This is what I will say, it's probably different for you as a dude, but for me and my friend who are both females, we got hit on pretty quickly at those pubs, and I think it's because it's there's this idea that American women will just sleep with anyone with the accent, but I'm like, you know, it's a lot of fun, not that, but I mean, just in general, doing the pub crawl and seeing the culture of it all, it really is an event. People, it's weird, people like come straight from work, and they don't even eat. They go straight to drinking. We were like, wow, this is hardcore, because even when I go out to drink after work, usually we'll have food of some sort, but man, they, they didn't, at least places we went to, and... Because the food's not that great in the pub. Like, what? But um, this is what we were told. But, it, you know, it, it was it was an event. <laughs> it was crazy. But for you American women out there, just be prepared. Because we got a few lines put our way. You know, where it was like, you know, I feel like we have a cosmic um, connection. But only for tonight. I'm like, dude, get out of here. I told mm -hmm. you from the moment I met you that it wasn't going to happen. But boy, they kept trying. I'm not saying it's all the Brits, but it was. It, it's interesting because it's such a cultural thing. I mean, we drink here in the U.S., but they really are about the pub crawl, which means you go from one place to another to another. Um, and then you can end up in somebody's hotel room or apartment. But that did not happen. You, you didn't do it. No, I, I was solo. Crawl. I like living. Well, it's different for a man. I wouldn't do it if I was a solo female. I was with another female. Yeah, I could get rolled. Yeah, well, that's true. And what's funny was people drink so much over there that when I went to use the restroom to find my friend, because she'd been there a while, there was five stalls. And out of the five stalls, people were vomiting in four. And so people were waiting in line going, hurry up, because they were getting frustrated because they had to pee, and there was only one stall for peeing. It was a mess. One of the things that I, as a normal traveler, do is when I get to a country, I take out some cash or some money in, in the denominations of that country. So the first thing I did after I got, got off the plane was get some pounds. What struck me about London is those pounds didn't do me much good. Mm -mm. Everything was very digital. There was a, actually a busker that was close to Leicester Square. So after I bought the tickets for Heather's, I stopped and listened to a busker. It was quite good. And wanted Venmo for well, his, his, even, no. his money for his tips. He, you just... You just put your no. uh, well that being said so i was there uh, obviously around king charles's first birthday so i was there in early to mid november and one of the things they had by the national gallery was a holiday market and so while i was there of course you know i had to get a bratwurst i mean i wouldn't be my my true self if i didn't take advantage <laughs> of that i couldn't pay cash i had to use a card oh or a venmo God. so that's one of the things that struck me about london whereas you won't have that in new york because i will say there is a law in new york city that says you have to allow yes. people to pay for cash and that's to protect um whether they be migrants immigrants or people who may not have credit to facilitate sure. having a credit card or a checking account or what they need that being said we always allow cash in the united states mm -hmm. um, i'm not gonna say cash is king but you go far with cash you can use digital yes Absolutely. i mean it, it it goes both ways i would say on a daily basis i feel some people actually can get buying cards alone in london of all my travel experiences, that was the first place where I felt it was actually inconvenient 
for me to have cash huh. more than it was to have my card. So that was my experience was a little bit different than Cameron's, and that's something that struck me um, as a change. But even the fact that to you know just walk up at a fair or or like this event yeah. to get a brat, I need a card or Venmo for that to tip a busker or a musician. I need a Venmo for that. So it was just very different. You you know I wonder if they have credit card charges than like we do in the United States. That's why a lot of people don't want, in, especially in New York City, they'll say you can't charge under $10 because they get charged for the, the card usage. And I'm wondering if that's not the case in England? Because here, it, it, we're, we're also very digital here, but the difference is that you know this. Like if you go to certain restaurants here in the US, if you pay in full cash, they'll give you a 10% discount. That's not every restaurant, that's mm -hmm. only certain ones, people. And uh, you can look it up in advance online. Usually people on Yelp will tell you that. But there's a couple places that we go to that they're like, if you pay in cash, we'll give you 10% off, which is a little shysty. But, you know, because they don't want to necessarily claim everything, and that's why they do it. But I wonder how it would work there then or they just don't care or maybe they're not as shysty as we are in New York City <laughs> I don't know I mean it's just interesting the difference because we also were really big into digital I know I am more than cash now I rarely carry cash it's just strange that that would happen especially if you're bu buying a bratwurst it's like what a buck fifty or a pound no it was like nine dollars nine dollars sorry nine pounds I think oh my okay. it was big this, that ain't the Czech Republic. Yeah. <laughs> the Czech Republic beer and it was big. so freaking cheap. It was yeah, big. So, that, so that struck me as well. Uh, the, London's the, expensive. It's expensive, <laughs> but then the cash thing, it, it happened. I guess the, the, the last thing I guess I will say, and I'm deciding, one of the things is Big Ben. You kind of got to see Big Ben. This isn't the last thing I said. Two more things that I saw. I was able to fit a lot. Actually, three things. Sorry. Big Ben was one of the things that, for those people who don't know, it's the name of the clock. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, the name of the bell, not the clock. Most right. people think it's the clock. It's the name of the bell. The tower was actually renamed Elizabeth Tower in 2012 in honor of Queen Elizabeth II in her Diamond Jubilee year. And the clock is actually the largest in Britain. So that's one that, it was actually one of the first places I went when I was there. So I guess my question for you, where was the first place you went when you got off the plane, besides the hotel? Don't Do even remember. We just were walking around. Oh, it wasn't Westminster Abbey. We did go there. You didn't go there, did you? I did not. See, I went there. And I can't believe I forgot that. That's amazing. I don't remember. I think we were just trying to find the hotel. And we were so, like, where are we? That I don't actually remember, to mm -hmm. be honest with you. Uh, but I do remember that. I, we did a lot more historic stuff. You tended to do a little bit more modern stuff, I think. Um... Westminster Abbey is definitely worth checking out. I think that was actually better than uh, the Tower of London. Just because, okay, being the big nerd that I am with Tudor history, Queen Elizabeth I is buried there. And she died in like 15-something. So it was just kind of cool. Because you're like this woman. And I totally admired her as a female. Just because, not that I'm like some big crazy feminist or anything, but for women to be able to be that successful especially back then she was never supposed to be in that position and the fact that she basically kind of made England like absolutely during one of its most powerful times um, for good or for bad for some people but it's a very interesting history and so to be around her even her, her presence was just amazing honestly it's just worth the history in there is so amazing if I were going to choose between the Tower of London and Westminster Abbey Westminster Abbey hands down. 
hands down. And that's ironically enough. Um, so one of the things I was going to list is if, because I was so fast, if I were to go back, what were some things I missed that I wish maybe I would do next time? Westminster Abbey yeah. was one of my top two. The reason why I didn't see that, ironically enough, is getting back into the digital aspect. At that time, Westminster Abbey, as a tourist, yeah. they wanted me to register beforehand online. Ugh. And, and part of it was COVID. They make it very difficult for people. They, they did make it very difficult, but I also had another snafu, which was my hotel's internet was down for a solid 15 hours that night. Oh. So apparently, I, I stayed in a boutique hotel, so I'm not necessarily mad. It was inconvenient. Yes, I didn't appreciate that. But I just, you know, took a step back and looked at it like, you know what? This is the universe saying no. This isn't meant to be. So instead it's of... but. I Next couldn't time. because A, COVID, they wanted a certain number of people registered sure. and go in a certain time. So B, I couldn't do it. But ironically enough that after I got back to the United States, I pulled up Westminster Abbey and they no longer had that pre-registration thing. So I'm like, Ugh. you know what? The universe just said no. The universe, I was meant to do what I was meant to do. And apparently I was meant to go to Hotel Chocolat that day, which I did. <laughs> and it so, benefited me, so, so I don't complain. <laughs> exactly. So ironically enough, yes, that was something I did think of doing my last day but when it just between the internet at the hotel yeah. and the pre-registration thing yeah was it difficult yes it was it was um it was i, I did my best try not to be frustrating frustrated just because there's so much in london to do i'm like why am i fixing on this one thing there's other yeah. things to see and do as well so Absolutely. that's why i didn't dwell on that i said there were three things the second thing i wanted to say was um that i particularly wanted to comment on is hyde park that oh, was the one the where parks they, are beautiful there. They they do have a number of lovely ones. Hyde Park is actually 350 acres, and it was originally a hunting ground for Henry VIII. Uh, it has a pet cemetery, it has a rose garden, and it's the Serpentine. I think that's how they would say it. I don't know if they'd say Serpentine or Serpentine, but I'm going to say Serpentine, which is a lake that actually has paddle boats in it. Mm -hmm. So I actually caught a number of glimpses of nature, got to walk it. And for me, I felt I kind of had to go there. And that's where I went when I had extra time before the National Gallery opened, which I enjoyed as well. Um, but I, I felt I should go there because at one time I was hacked, quote unquote, because somebody had sent an email to all my contacts Ugh. saying with tears in my eyes, I'm a spammer who broke into his account and pickpocketed me in Hyde Park and sent tears in my eyes. They won't let me out. And I'm like, please. First of all, I wouldn't, I'd probably be cursing more than I'd be crying, but neither here nor there. I felt like, you know what? I should go to Hyde Park. <laughs> I feel, Here's you know, my homage. You know, and it was beautiful. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was a nice walk. I mean, um, the English know their gardens. They was, know yeah, their was, gardens. And I mean, it beautiful. was it was lovely. It was yeah. lovely, and it was lovely to see people enjoying it as well and going for their walks. So that's another thing that I enjoyed. And I guess the third thing that I would say that I enjoyed was I'm gonna say it: the flight. I got lucky enough to have a a uh, privilege of flying British Airways and had a great flight. So when I remember this trip, that's one of the things I'm going to remember mm -hmm. because it was such a wonderful experience. I, I got treated very nicely. So that's one of the things I will remember about, about this trip because it was, it may very well have been the best flight experience of my life. I actually got to go into a lounge in JFK. So at JFK, at one of their lounges. So, I mean, that was nice, too. What, what they call snacks, I would call a full-on meal. So, yeah. <laughs> that, that will inform my trip to London. Is there anything else that really sticks out for you as far as... Well, I mean, I, I wanted to give a shout-out before I do that to the gallery, because we both went to the National Gallery, especially if you love art. There are times when you go there for free. So, if you are on a budget, like I was, there are times. Go check on the website when you can do that. They very well um, make most of it free. They only charge for special exhibitions. Yeah. 
and they have more than 2,300 paintings, including works by Da Vinci, Seurat, Rembrandt, Van Gogh. It's, yeah, it's, and so I encourage beautiful. it just because as somebody who, it, I went in winter because it was cheaper in February. It was so cold um, and rainy. But um, I, I recommend that just because there are, much like New York, there are a lot of things to do in London that are affordable. You just have to do your research in advance and that's one of the things and it really is beautiful the gallery's really done well and i love the fact that they make it open for everybody because everybody should be able to experience art and it's there at uh, trafalgar square so you can go see the famous lions and walk around that area um you're not supposed to climb on those lions i did many people do don't worry i did you're and not here's the thing okay three quick stories very quick <sighs> first one this one because you want the things that I remember the most. This is one of them. I got stuck up there. I was all like, yeah! yeah and that's why it. they don't want you up there. Idiot. So I had to have the, this guy's like, do you need help down? I think he was Russian. He helped me down because he just went idiot and helped me down. I mean, he was very nice. And so he, he helped me. Do you say idiot in English or Russian? No, he's probably thinking in his head. Oh, see, I was thinking you were going to tell us how to say idiot in Russian. So. <laughs> no. I thought I was going to learn something from you today. No. no. <laughs> Valuable knowledge. No, I just knew he was thinking it, which I was. I'm not even going to argue it. The second thing is that in my I stayed in a boutique hotel as well. Uh-huh. Your internet didn't go down. <laughs> no, but there was a couple that liked getting it on several times a day. Oh. And late at night, I thought somebody was being murdered because it was boutique. I was flipping out, and my friend basically said, "No, they're they're doing the nasty." Yeah, I didn't. Have, it I was so loud. She was like screaming, and I thought somebody was being murdered. I'm like, "We gotta go!" And she was like, "You." you Again, I was an idiot for the second time on the trip because it was just somebody having a really jolly good time. As but the this English time, would say. they did it four times in twenty-four hours, and wow. this woman was a screamer. And the last I was going to say because interestingly enough, your friend helped you out. She didn't call you an idiot in Russian. Oh, she, she no, she was probably thinking it. Um, the last one. <laughs> the last one. Nobody called me an idiot. But it was just an interesting observation. I think you told me the story once, too, was that there's a statue of Abraham Lincoln yes. at Trafalgar Square. And I was confused as to why Abraham Lincoln was in London. But then you told me a story of how you met somebody once and you brought this up to them and they were English. And their response is, why is Shakespeare in Central Park? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> touche, England, touche. But it was just interesting because I'm like, oh, Abraham Lincoln. And then I went, wait a minute. Why? But, you know, what are you going to do? It was just those were the what kind of moments. The other thing that impressed me, I will say, about uh, being in the National Gallery was there more than any other museum I'd been in, I noticed a number of artists drawing or painting pictures Ah, of the painting. Yeah. There was a lot of artists on site. I don't know if it was the day of the week I was there, but it was just very um, interesting to see the, the respect they had for the... I'll say European masters, but also see their creation. And when you mention the National Gallery, I will also mention the architecture was beautiful as well as the art itself. It's done. They they have the paintings and everything in there so nicely. It's just so beautiful. It's just really well done. I, I I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I think I think London's a fabulous trip, and especially if you're on the. What, east coast of the U.S. like we are if you're like in Boston or New York and you it, it's it's kind of a quick jaunt for a weekend you know it's very doable and I think very easy a little bit more expensive but I just I love London and I don't know why I don't go back maybe because I went back now I have more money I can enjoy it a little bit better I just think there's always so much going on and something new to see and it's just it just has a unique vibe to it that's very different than New York City, you know? 
because I'm just so used to here. And when you get there, it's a, it's a little bit more civilized in, in a lot of ways, I found, than New York City. I would have a fun fact for you. Yes. Since, you, since we talked about you educating with me with how to say idiot in Russian, I'm going to educate you about the Abraham Lincoln statue in Parliament Square. The reason why it's there is it was intended for erection in 1914 to celebrate the centenary of the end of the war in 1812. Ah. So that's why it's there. I know. Okay. There you go. Now we know. That was the intent. Um, London. The thing I will say is I had mentioned earlier the one thing that if I were to go back that I'd like, oh, I would like to to do that. The other one, one was Westminster Abbey. The other one that eluded me a little bit as I was walking to the Tower Bridge was the Shakespeare Globe Theater. They have a oh, replica of the Shakespeare yeah. Globe Theater. And I feel like, I mean, I, I've also talked about going to Bath or Stratford Absolutely. upon Avon. That's what I would do. I'd take day trips, um, yeah. Or but... That being said, they do have the Shakespeare's Globe Theater right there on the south side of the bank. Yeah. So, the south bank. So, therefore, that's something that is an opportunity that did elude me. If I had a pocket more time, I would have done it. I agree. Was that the one you would do? Or I would. Something? I think I would do more theatrical things just because I didn't have the money to do it at the time. And that, that, that would be an amazing experience. And then see West End. I, I just think that that's something. I, and, and, and try out some of the... Because English food kind of gets knocked around a little, but there's some restaurants that really specialize in English food and elevates it a bit. And so I would like to try that and not eat the fish burgers every day. <laughs> falafel. Every, <laughs> every day. Because it was so poor. Yeah, that was not. Me. And then, you know, it was in winter too, so it rained every day. And when it rains, it like gets into your soul. <laughs> it's just like, because it's just so clammy and cold. And it was February. Take an umbrella and wear a cozy coat because the weather can be kind of uh, tricky in there. Yeah, you I was in November. Out. It wasn't you that bad. Out. I know. Yeah, it wasn't. It was so bad when it, I it, it, did, it rained every day but one. It missed it a bit, or like it wasn't. It wasn't unbearable. I, I imagine the weather in like Portland, Oregon, or Seattle, Washington. It's the worse. same. No. Oh, it's the same. Okay. I, I've spoken to people who who lived in both, and they said it's identical almost. Yeah. Well, I will say it was magical. So that was our independent experience yes. of London. So I think I want to say I made it through without imitating an accent, but that's not true. I tried poorly, uh, or I attempted poorly <laughs> to the recreation of Tina from Manchester. On that note, live your life as an exclamation, not an explanation.